Hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of In Real Life with your girl Shamar. Y'all can't tell me nothing with this ponytail child. Oh. <laughs> My friend was hyping me up. She said, girl, I love this ponytail. I'm like, girl. Thank you, girl. Okay, so anyways, let me stop being a rat. Um <laughs> Today, I have a very good friend of mine, which didn't really start off that way, so um, I like to do how I met people before we get into the meat of everything. This is my friend, Khadijah. Hello, hello. (laughs) She is an actor. She does stuff. She reads the scripts and becomes different characters. And I say shout out to her because I did that once and I was scared for my life. <laughs> um, but truly an artist. Um, how did we meet? <laughs> we met our, our senior year of high school. The funny part about it is she was in this play. So she knew my best friend's girlfriend. And um, she was in this play. I think it was called Ruined. Was it Ruined? Okay, mm-hmm. so she was in this play, and she was, like, one of the little fast-tailed girls in the play. And I'm like, she is playing this too well. She probably, like, one of the little fast ones they cast. And I know that's crazy to think, and that's mean, but I guess that's why she was a good actor, because I really believed her. Like, once the play was over, we were talking afterwards, and she came up to me, and I was just looking like, Ugh, why is she <laughs> And so she comes over. Little did I know she was trying to check me too. Like, so who is this? What's going on? Okay. <laughs> who is this little girl? And we just looking at each other like, it was yeah. a hot mess. We was only like 17, 18. It's fine. So fast. I said, who is this girl? <laughs> Why would you bring some girl to your girlfriend's show? Mm. Yeah, so my my friend is a guy, and we had known each other since middle school. So he wanted to introduce me to his his new girlfriend, and you know I I can understand that because it's always like okay, so who is this? It's like you you can't put best friends past because most of these people out here be saying they best friends and they did stuff, you know. So yeah, fast forwarded to our freshman year of college, the summer going into freshman year. I saw her at my church's, like, we had, like, a, a movie night. Um, It was, like, a drive-in movie night, though. So we had the screen outside, and we had the cars in the parking lot. It was just a nice little vibe. And I saw her walking. I'm like, I know her from somewhere. <laughs> so then I, like, hop out the car, be me, <laughs> and skadoodle on over there. And I was like, hey. And I was like, what is this? While I'm skadoodling, I'm like, what is this girl's name? And it, like, popped in my head. And I was like, I hope this is right, because. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I come to her. She got, like, food in her head. She a foodie like me. I didn't know that at the time. So she was just ready to go eat her food. And she looked, and she was like, I was like, hey, you was a cast, right? And she was like, yeah. And I was just like, I'm Lee's friend. I don't know if you remember. She was like, if it was like a real oh oh or if it was like i'm gonna say oh because i don't really feel like dealing with this right now you know how people act like they remember they don't so (laughs) that's what happened i would let her tell the side because i don't know did you remember for real or you did 
Honestly, I I think it wasn't until until you said you were Lee's friend. Cause at first I was like, ooh, who's this girl? <laughs> How she know me? She just came up to me. Oh Lord, what am I missing? And <laughs> and then when you said Lee's friend, I think at that moment I remembered um meeting you at, after the show. Because of your hair, honestly. How was my hair? That you had a fro with a little side part. It was cute. It was okay. I had the fro because we know Siobhan changes her hair every two seconds. So <laughs> it was the hair. No, for the hair. So yeah, um, I wanted to bring Khadija on here. This is kind of gonna be a deep topic today. I don't even know. I kept asking her, was she ready? And I don't even think I'm ready. But it's okay <laughs> because. Let me let y'all know that, as y'all can see in the title, um, me being, like, a very bold and outspoken Christian. Um, I'm not uncomfortable talking about it because I think I've opened up as, like, a Christian and grown in my face to know that, like, Christianity is not what it was introduced to me as. And, like, how Christians are looked at as, like, super extra and judgmental and, like, Jesus freaks and just trying to like <laughs> trying to like scare everybody into knowing Jesus instead of like really sharing the love of God with people so um I just wanted to get a different perspective I've been open I think for the past year maybe year and a half or so of just getting different perspectives of um different faiths but I thought that this would be a very interesting topic because I don't think I've ever really talked to somebody in this predicament. And we haven't, we were supposed to have this conversation just one-on-one without y'all watching, but then we never quite got to it. So the answers that she gives me, letting y'all know, she don't even know the questions that I'm going to ask yet, but the answers <laughs> that she gives me, um, they will be new to to me too. So as y'all watch it, it's gonna be um, we gonna both be like, "Where's the popcorn?" Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so what was your upbringing as far as faith wise? Like, explain that, and we want rawness, we want honesty. Don't sugarcoat nothing. If you need to say it in a different way in order to, you know, communicate it well, but don't sugarcoat it because you know I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um I was raised in a very, very Christian household. <laughs> um my grandma and my mom um, are very strong believers. And they like not only attend church every Sunday, but they also work in the church. Mm -hmm. And it's been like that my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was younger, we would I would spend majority of my time at church. If I wasn't in school, I was at church. We had service. I'm sorry, you hear that? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Can I not just be wretched? Somebody's little raggedy car outside. But anyways, uh oh, but um. Yeah, so we would be in church all day Sunday. Lord have mercy. All day. I'm talking sun up to sundown. Okay. <laughs> on Sunday, then um we would I would have to like pop into the church to help my mom through the week, whether it was with like children's ministry that I was either a part of, or then like when I started getting older, I was helping her out mm -hmm. with the children's church. 
And then on Wednesdays, we have to show up early to help prep for the service for Wednesday night and then be in the service on Wednesday night. And then whatever other meetings that she had with groups that she was a part of from the church throughout the week, we were there for that. Then Saturday was choir rehearsal and step practice and all type of other church activities. So like I grew up in the church. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did. So this yes, in yes. <laughs> that boy, like four days out the week. Yeah, and then my grandmother, um, like we went to a we went to a pretty big church, but Grandma goes to Greater Grace Temple, mm-hmm. and you already know how big that church is, mm-hmm. and she had been going there for years and works in the kitchen. It's like one of the key people in the kitchen. She is the person who preps the Bishop's breakfast in the morning. That's how important she is. Yes. <laughs> and she has been doing that for Listen, since long, longer than I was going go in there. Cause y'all granny be cooking. I didn't eat okay. food. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so between her and my Nana, uh, cause like granny was a big deal. But Nana was the even bigger deal. She Nana was the lady bringing folk in to work in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I have like I have a lot of family ties in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, then on my dad's side, um, my dad ended up converting from Muslim to Christianity when he got with my mom. Okay. And then his aunt, my great aunt. And my great-grandmother, his grandmother, are both bishops in church. Okay, so I didn't even know this. Yeah, so there, there is a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of church ties in my family on both sides. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know your dad was Muslim. Like, Yeah, he was, okay. he was raised Muslim. Okay. So mm-hmm. is he He was raised as something. He was raised as something else first, and then he was raised Muslim like when he was about six, mm-hmm. like five or six. And then, so he was Muslim from about that age until like, I want to say like 20, mm-hmm. 20 or 21. Whenever he met my mom, mm-hmm. shortly shortly thereafter, not because of her, mm-hmm. but she was a very strong influence. Mm-hmm. Shortly after they got together, he converted to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when, what was the climax of your face change like when was you like all right <laughs> i don't know about this jesus thing i don't know no no um i guess the question the proper way of asking the question is when did you bestu- when did you start coming into your own thoughts and like your own thoughts of like, okay, what is this faith thing? Do I actually believe in this? Do I mm-hmm. need to take my own journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. I would say probably between my second and third year of college so it was my it was between my second and third year of college overall but it was between my first and second year of the school that I went to in New York Mm -hmm. um 
which uh, also you just kind of glossed over the fact that we ended up <laughs> going away and stay together. I did. Okay. And- so we did. <laughs> we, did. We, we definitely just, whoop. We don't um, I know neither one of us really claims that school, but. <laughs> yeah, so basically our freshman year of Wayne State, we was like connected at the hip and everybody was yes. like, if they didn't see me with Khadija, they was asking where I was and vice versa. Like we was Siamese twins at that point. Yes. And, and our dorms were in the same wing of the same building four floors apart and I used to come out of my room take probably like five steps to the stairwell and go straight down and end up at her room (laughs) it was a lot of time spent between each other that year and then she transferred to purchase in New York um our sophomore year so it was like all right Mm. I don't have where what's happening like I didn't really have like a best friend no more so I kind of had to which I'm a loner anyways like I could do both I could be with my best friend I could not so it wasn't that bad but it definitely was an adjustment so to put that in there um right just to catch yeah. y'all up <laughs> they probably like so how did they become friends again right because I was like wait y'all just didn't like no it's just <laughs> y'all just saw each other at the parking lot okay that is so funny um but yeah, so like that that year at Wayne State was very it was a very um developmental year for me. Mm-hmm. Um just as far as like maturing because one of one of the things that comes with being raised in a very strictly Christian household is having a short tight leash. Mm-hmm. I was not allowed to do a whole lot of things growing up. I was not allowed to listen to or watch or read a whole lot of things growing up. I wasn't allowed to hang out with everybody. I wasn't allowed to go places. I wasn't allowed to stay out past certain times. There were just certain things that it was just like, no, you cannot do that. Um, So, so strict to the point where the very first date that I ever went on wasn't until I was 17 years old and my mother chaperoned. That's how strict my household was. I knew that. that. (laughs) Yeah, that's how strict it was. So going, going away to college was one thing. Um, and like being at Wayne State was kind of like me breaking free. Um, even though Wayne State is like a 15 minute drive from my mama house. I just knew I wanted to live on campus because I didn't want to live with my mama no more. But transitioning to New York and going to college there well, here, I should say, was a completely different experience. It was a completely different version of breaking free. Um, And so my first year there was a really huge adjustment um, because it it caused me to grow up even faster than I did in the year that I was at Wayne State Mm -hmm. because I wasn't just surrounded by people from my city or from the neighboring cities. I was surrounded by people from literally all over the world. Mm-hmm. And being in an environment where so many things are so new, I was soaking up everything and I was just learning everything that I could. And being being around such a um, diverse and expansive environment caused me to really look and be like, ooh, okay, 
these are the things that I've been operating by my entire life, but this is a completely different setting. The things that I've learned in this setting in Detroit and at home and with, you know, the upbringing that I have, all of those things don't necessarily apply to this new environment and to these people. So it really was a, it really was a, a shift of mindset. Okay. And it was a, a matter of me really grasping growth and maturity and being like, okay, what thoughts do I have for myself? Mm-hmm. I know what I've been told and I know what I've been taught, but where in there is Khadija? Mm-hmm. Where in there are Khadija's original thoughts and beliefs? So that was that after that first year in New York, that was really the um, the thing that kind of catapulted me into where I am now. Okay, so do you, first off, this is, I didn't even write down this question. Does your mom know that you are like no longer? Yeah. Okay. And secondly, the actual question I was going to ask you, do you feel like, okay, being raised in the church and being raised Christian, um, did you ever develop your own relationship with God or do you really feel like it was just because you was brought up in it? And it is what it is. And I'm going to just listen to what my mama, my daddy, and Bishop say. At a very young age, and I'm talking like elementary school age, I do remember feeling very strongly connected. Hmm. Um, It was when, not even when I hit puberty, but like just just past that. Mm -hmm where it started feeling like more of a chore and it and it started feeling like an obligation because of the way that my mom was running her household Hmm. it started feeling like not not a cult but a club Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and where like everybody at church was real clicky. And, you know, if I, because I was in the choir, I was a part of that click. And because I was on the step team, I was a part of that click. Uh, but also because I'm a kid of, you know, somebody that works at the church, that's another click. And it just felt at a certain point, all of it started feeling very routine without impact, very cliquish and judgmental and oh if you're not in church every single Sunday then something is wrong with you and you must be doing you must be sinning and you must be doing something that you ain't supposed to be doing because I didn't see you in church girl what (laughs) (laughs) and then then a lot of times especially as I got into high school um, a lot of times church and the bible and my relationship with God was used as a punishment and that was another thing that drove me further and further away from it and it's not and that's not to say that like I didn't have experiences of being completely overtaken by the Holy Ghost Mm -hmm. because that definitely happened and that was real and I don't deny any of that Mm -hmm. and there are definitely um you know sermons that have hit really hard for me 
And there are definitely certain passages and parables and scriptures and stories that hit really hard for me. But as far as the personal relationship aspect, I kept feeling like it was this thing that if, if I didn't get it, I was doomed because yeah. everybody around me kept saying, oh, well, if you don't do it, you going to hell. Ooh, you giving me some good stuff to write about. <laughs> so I'm yeah, there was just a lot of as opposed as opposed to introducing or or encouraging me to in, to develop my relationship from a place of love and safety and security and groundedness. It was a thing of these are a list of rules that you need to abide by. And if you don't, shame on you and your entire family and your bloodline and everybody that comes after you and all of y'all going to hell. Now who want to follow Jesus after that? <laughs> who want to do it? Because it felt like you said, it feels like a chore. At right. Time, you know? Um, okay. So what do you actually believe in? I believe in God. I do believe in God. Let's not specifically because i mean it's a lot of religions that believe in god but there's right but that's the thing though that is the thing there are a lot of religions where ultimately we are all talking about worshiping giving reverence to and honoring and pulling love from the same source i am not a person who subscribes to any one religion because i feel like religion is man-made religion is man-made i agree with that Yes. I'm a spiritual person. I believe in the direct connection to source, to God, to spirit. I I have so many, there are so many names, (laughs) you know, I don't just restrict, um, you know, one name to that presence. To me, it's God, it's the universe, it's spirit, it's source. Because ultimately, that's where we all come from. Ultimately, that's the reason we exist, the reason we breathe, the reason that we wake up every day. And so I have my own, you know, spiritual practice. I have daily activities and rituals and prayers and things that I do that allow me to connect to source throughout the day. And you'll you'll hear me say, you know, praise God. Ooh, and Lord have mercy. And oh my God. Because I definitely do believe in that. Um, as far as me breaking from Christianity, there were too many things in what was being taught to me in the Bible itself. Well, this version, you know, this century's version of the Bible mm-hmm. um, that I just didn't agree with. And anytime. I would present opposition or attempt to ask a question strictly for clarity. Because at one point I was coming from a place of, oh, yes, my faith is really strong, but there are a lot of things that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my faith could be stronger if I understood these things. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, whenever I would try to reach a deeper understanding, I was met with, you don't need to know that. Or because God said so, Mm -hmm. or because I said so, you know, coming from whoever the uh, authority figure was. So there wasn't a whole lot of room 
for questions, for diving deep. It was all, oh, you'll know it when you're supposed to and just leave it at that. Whereas where I'm at now, my spirituality is all about discovery. Mm. It's all about the learning and the growth and asking questions, asking the hard questions, and then being able to not only receive the answers, but then apply them. So it's not a thing of, um, you know, just because I'm not a Christian, I, I don't believe in God. I don't believe that Jesus never existed and all that. That's not true. I know for a fact that Jesus is real. I know for a fact that Jesus existed, walked this earth and had powers beyond human capacity. Absolutely believe that. But I also believe that Jesus was not the only person capable of such powers, of such majesty, of such magic. Because when you really get down to the root of it, that's in my bloodline. That's in my DNA. My ancestors were communing with, with spirit long before Christianity was invented. So, so I'm, you don't I'm believe I'm in, the, in the whole aspect of like Jesus being the only way to God. The, okay. Yeah, I don't agree with that because I believe that God is in all of us. And I don't have to go through somebody else to get to God. I can go through, I can go through the source in here. I can go through the direct connection. You feel me? That's, that's ultimately what this journey has been for me. My spiritual journey has been tapping back into what already exists within me. So it's interesting that you say that I have one more question and then we'll be done. But it's interesting that you say like the whole tapping into you and everything. And I think that, um, all right, watchers just know that like, I'm not going to compromise what I believe. So this is me <laughs> talking to my friend about like my beliefs too. And I think a biggest, the biggest thing that I'm hearing, um, that church hurt is so real and that church like mm -hmm. atmosphere is so real that it like crushes like it's it's triggering let's go to janae aiko i'm triggered okay. when, you hear about, <laughs> when you hear about god in church and sundays and whatever you're triggered and that that tempted you well part of that most of that tempted you to like okay let me go and find god in a different way um the thing is that everything that you're saying i agree with but to a certain extent like i agree mm -hmm. that god is in us i just agree that god is in us through jesus and the holy spirit i don't think that jesus is out there somewhere i think that jesus lives in us as mm -hmm. believers um mm -hmm. And I think that Jesus came for us to be like, to have direct relationship with God simply because of sin. I'm not going to get into it. The I agree with that. But, <laughs> but that's the um, thing. I agree with that. I agree with that. I definitely agree. Jesus came for the sole purpose of being the living sacrifice so that believers can have that direct access to God. I'm not denying any of that. I personally feel 
that yes, Jesus was a way. If you're looking at it outside of the scope of Christianity, mm -hmm. Jesus is a way. When you're inside Christianity, Jesus is the way. Is, is the way, yeah. Right. I, but because I no longer subscribe to the, not the rules and regulations, but to the practices mm -hmm. of Christianity as a religion, I recognize, I respect, and I give reverence and I honor Jesus and what he represented. However, yes, and I know that there are other avenues. Okay, so you so you really believe in other avenues in, in a way to God? And I don't. Like, I feel like there's two, of course, there's a lot of things in the Bible, and I definitely agree with you with the modern way, way of the Bible and everything like that. Um, in, in the end, God knew what was going to happen to the word and all of that stuff. So... I guess it just all at the end of the day it's all the premise of walking by faith and really believing that like the Holy Spirit lives in you and it's not just mm -hmm. gonna like confirm what was said mm -hmm. in the Bible, the actual words, the actual logos, which would be the Greek term of word, mm -hmm. the actual words in the Bible, but also people put too much into the actual words that are in the Bible. Don't get it mm -hmm. twisted. The, the word is the, the Bible is the living word too. But like mm -hmm. understanding that Jesus talks to us through mm -hmm. his own words and communes with us in his own words, which would be rhema word, like speaking mm -hmm. directly to you. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I guess still being an open-minded Christian, I think I've had too many experiences personally where I'm not a person that's sitting up here saying that I just always believe either y'all because I used to be an atheist as well. So <laughs> I can I can relate to a certain extent, but also in my walk where I was just like, all right, I don't think this is what it was. And me literally having like experiences with God himself, like mm -hmm. I said what I said <laughs> when I yeah. said it. And there are many times so, when spirit is like, now, nah, Khadija. <laughs> like, okay, dang. But you, you, have, you have that connection because of your faith. Yeah. And because you brought up faith, one of my, one of my favorite scriptures, and I don't even, honestly, I need to double check and make sure it's an actual scripture and not just one of those things that Black folk have just been saying since the beginning of time. Um, <laughs> you say I'm pretty it. sure it's a scripture that faith without works is dead. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's in James. Right. A lot of people in my personal experience that claim Christianity are all about the faith and don't put nothing towards the works. And those are the ones who are like, oh, well, God said this, that, and the third. And it's in the Bible, so there, boom, I believe it. But are you checking your Bible? Are you checking the published date of your Bible? Mm -hmm. Are you checking the version that it was translated from? Mm -hmm. What version of the Bible are you going off of? Because if you're talking about a Bible that was published post-1946, uh, we're talking about something completely different than something that was published before 1946. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? There and and so it's it's all in 
everyone's personal walk mm-hmm. with the work that gets put in. I believe faith, the faith without works thing is interesting because you, you again, too, have to look at, like, who wrote it. James wrote that book. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people say that not to get too specific on the person who had the most revelation, but Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So he was the one who was on the road to Damascus and then Jesus was like, boom, I said I was real. And he like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you are real. So mm-hmm. <laughs> say that they had different revelations, but I, in the end, what I've come to conclusion with that, because I definitely studied that and wrestled with that for a long time. Um, because in the end, Christianity is not just supposed to be about working, working, working to get something from God or to be approved by God. That's the whole right. you know, why Jesus came. So yeah, no. can be approved stamp of approval bam yeah. you in there but and not just just to get into heaven either just to really be able to have a victorious life on earth as well and to That's be about alignment people so with that being said it's like faith should encourage you to do mm-hmm. something like yeah. <laughs> it should yeah. encourage you to work it shouldn't be from a place of like I'm working to get there or I'm working so that God can be happy with me. But like my faith in God, my faith in Christ is leading me in works of love or right. works of whatever. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. That was good. That was really good. I can't, Ooh, I can't wait till this comes out. Um, <laughs> I have, you gave me some new like blog ideas. I'm really excited. I thank you for being open with me and having this conversation because you know it can get a little funky with some people (laughs) and and, and honestly and honestly that's ego yeah that's ego that's personal hurt being projected that's ego being projected that's unforgiveness being projected you know because there, there is there is a a version of this world that exists where we can all believe what we believe and not be fighting each other about it and not be starting whole wars about it. Jesus said the new commandment was to love people like how he loved us. And so in that love, you ultimately, like you were saying in your upbringing, you can't scare people into Christianity. Like at the end of the day, it's, we are supposed to portray the love that that God gave us through Christ. And if people don't accept it, dust your feet off and keep it moving. Because at the end of the day, God gave us free will in order to accept him. If Mm -hmm. love was something that was, it wouldn't be love if it was just made to like, that Mm -hmm. ain't love because love is a choice. So yeah. Say it again. Say it again, because I don't think they heard you in the back. Love is a choice, God. Love is a choice. To love us. Love is a choice. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, love is at the base of it all. Regardless of what you believe. If you are operating from a place of love in action and not just in words, in your everyday living, that's what's that ultimately is what's going to give you the strongest connection to source it's the love and that's what a lot of people forget yeah so 
that's all we got for y'all. I will see y'all next time. Um, I don't know. I got a lot of stuff coming up for y'all. I got a lot of good little interviews. Um, I can't tell y'all what's next though, but just know it's gonna be good. Um, <laughs> and I will see y'all next time. Peace.